Hi, I'm Melody Hilton. And I'm Joel Hilton. And I'm Katie Stansfield. And thanks for tuning in to another episode of Life Exchange. Um, We were just conversing in a very natural life exchange way about very boring adulting things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we spent the hour talking about death. (laughs) So now we're talking about life exchange. Yeah. I'm like, do we need to explain that? <laughs> this is a very mor- morbid podcast because we're like laughing. We talked about I know. Death. I was like, I feel like we need a little context now. <laughs> but, you know, when you get older, you got to talk about some stuff. But Yeah, Katie, you're really old. I mean, I, but I'm around people who are getting what are you older. Saying? I mean, <laughs> Hello. Who are you referring to? Older, not old, but older. <laughs> older. <laughs> Mom's having a good time talking about this, which is kind well, of did you on expect? brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Actually, you don't handle, you do not handle, uh, well, who does, but like funerals and stuff, you do not handle no. them well. No, no, I don't like them. Uh, <laughs> I'm be- I'm better than I used to be. Um, but I, yeah, I don't like them. So uh, if, if this is your first time listening, <laughs> it gets better. We promise. <laughs> we promise. It was just, uh, you know, we have to really shift gears here. So, um, but you know, when you do life together, you talk about all of life I mean, together. That's right. so, um, we are going to talk about the topic of freedom today and see what we get into um, I feel like this topic is so broad. I really have no idea what direction we're going to head in. But um, do you want me to give you the first prompt or do you have any opening remarks on the, this topic? No, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was just, well, as you said that, I thought of the Braveheart movie. Uh, like he's getting his guts ripped out of him (laughs) there we go again morbid again (laughs) yelling freedom but we know he yelled righteousness that's what he said in real life oh is that what he really yelled yeah there was a time because I grew up in a house of all girls um, and we didn't watch a lot of those like war movies like you guys that was just normal so Years later, my friend felt I had been so deprived. So for like weeks straight, she made me watch every war movie, like the most brutal. Oh, no. Like we watched Braveheart and like um, Last of the Mohicans and like The Patriot, like all these heavy movies. I was like, okay, I'm educated now. Can we please watch like something a little lighter? But. It is a part of it's a part of reality. Uh, I those movies inspire me because they're justice motivated movies. I don't remember Last of the Mohicans, but the others. Uh, but it's it's I do close my eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, any part that's like I just close my eyes, knowing it's going to get over with very shortly. <laughs> Stephen, let me know when that part's over. And yeah. So I get the gist of the whole thing, but I don't have to look at the stuff that. I don't want to look at. Hard to look at. Yeah. Yeah. So freedom, Braveheart, you brought it up. So, (laughs) Um, 
let's start with the prompt. Is there a difference between God's idea of freedom and human idea of freedom? As most things, yes. Yeah, I would hope the answer would be yes. <laughs> Actually, I said yes and no. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was different. So yes, when our uh, freedom is void or has gaps of truth. So when, uh, you know, when we talk about is there a difference between God's idea of freedom and our own? Yes, uh, no, when our freedom is fully actualized in our life and we know we are free, we know the source of our freedom, and we have the eternal fruits of that freedom. So if so humans when we are living that, perfectly, yes, like in the total mature sense of yes. the image and likeness of God. So when, and we, we touch that, we might not live in it 24 hours a day, but when when that's actualized, even for short periods of time, then I think we get a taste of what real freedom is. But, you know, we recognize there's a lot of gaps <laughs> between our truth and God's truth and our reality and, yeah. and eternal reality. Yeah. I feel like this is a great question because I'm coming from the church aspect, but we sing a lot of songs about freedom. Yeah. At least our church or churches like our church mm -hmm. sing a lot of songs about freedom, hear a lot about freedom. But I wonder sometimes if our contemporary interpretation of freedom has clouded our understanding mm. of true biblical freedom. And yet, and, and I'm also speaking from the aspect of being a church in America as well, because is our understanding of our American rights and our freedom, is that even comparable to our freedom in Christ? Mm -hmm. So these are just things, you know, when, you know, that first prompt, like what's the difference between God's idea of freedom and our own? And so if there is a difference, which probably most mostly is the case, um, that lack of understanding... Um, does that put us in a in, in in a disadvantage or put us even into bondage? Because mm -hmm. if you have a wrong view of freedom, right. it could actually put you into bondage. And I think we'll talk a little bit about that later. And that's where I use the word a gap, a gap between, you know, my freedom and what true freedom is. Mm -hmm. And that that gap means that's where there's conflict in the middle. Because mm -hmm. if I have a definition of freedom that is not, God's definition of freedom, you know, and I'm praying and I'm believing and, you know, or I'm fighting for that. Uh, when there's a gap there, when everything in my heart wants to honor God, I can feel that. Because if my freedom is ego-driven, there's going to be a gap in me obtaining freedom. True freedom. True freedom. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the next thing that maybe we should talk about is how is freedom generally defined? Like, I don't know if most people know this, but our dictionaries that we have, mm -hmm. they are being updated all the time. Yeah. So they're adding words. or Defined hey, spiritually or defined? Well, I would just uh, say in a contemporary sense. Oh, in a okay. And like okay. in, a, in a, like a dictionary, they're mm -hmm. adding and they're tweaking and and... Like maybe if you look up truth now, it probably looks Ooh. very different than it did maybe yeah. 40 years ago. Yeah. Wow. 
So what do you guys have any of the definitions for what freedom is? Did you guys look that up at all? Um, if you didn't, I I'll, have, of course. Yeah, well, do do your definitions. I didn't look up any definitions. <laughs> Katie, do you have any? I had Oxford's definition, <laughs> uh, the power or right to act, speak or think as one wants Ooh. without hindrance or restraint, which I did Ooh. find quite interesting. <laughs> as, as Which if you've read the Bible yeah. more than twice, <laughs> you get that that's a little dif- different definition than... yes how God views freedom. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it, right there, it, it says as one wants yeah. without hindrance or restraint. So I don't want to get ahead of you, but no. what are your thoughts there? Well, that's kind of what I had. Another one that I found um, was the power of self-determination um, uh, attributed, uh, attributed. A- attributed. attributed, attributed to the will. Mm-hmm. Unrestricted use of a thing. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Man, those are, that goes against my values right there. Both <laughs> of those. <yeah. laughs> well, then you go in to biblical um, looks at freedom. Like Galatians has a great, is a great um, one to speak to this topic. But Galatians 5 says, For you were called to freedom, speaking to believers. You were called to freedom, brethren, only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So it like directly addresses that to self-serving or according to my own will, my own desires, what I see right in my own eyes. It's saying um, that true freedom in the sense of the kingdom or the spirit, uh, you don't use it as an opportunity to do whatever you want, but you mm-hmm. actually use it to serve the law of love, the, the commandments of um, serving and loving one another. It's just, you see this direct opposition between kingdom freedom and maybe a humanistic definition of freedom. Yeah. When I was looking at those definitions, I saw a common theme and the theme was without hindrance or restraint, Yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which if you view freedom through that lens, you're going to run into a real problem trying to understand what it means to be free in Christ or have the freedom that Christ has provided. Mm -hmm. Remember how I said in the church, we sing songs about freedom But if you're viewing freedom from that lens, from our modern or contemporary interpretation of what freedom is, so what I did is, and there's more songs with freedom in it, but I found a few lines in songs, and if our our interpretation of what freedom is is through that contemporary lens, how do we think of these songs that we sing? Mm. So Jesus has set me free. Mm. So through the lens of without hindrance or without restraint, I I would say most of you know this song, who the sun sets free, oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Yeah. There is freedom in the atmosphere. (laughs) Hallelujah. I am free. (laughs) Now, to give credit, these songs have bring balance to those things, but what I'm saying is like... Is our mindset about yeah. that. Exactly. If we're viewing through that lens, but 
you know, a lot of times, and we talk about this a lot, a lot of times people just read verses and don't necessarily know the context of what is being said. So let's say you just Google a scripture verse on, if you Google scriptures on freedom, you'll find Galatians 5.1. It is for freedom <laughs> that Christ has set us free. Yeah. Keep reading. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I said, yeah. <laughs> a lot of times people just want to find a statement or mm. a verse. Mm -hmm. And so if you're still viewing through that contemporary lens of what freedom is and not through a biblical lens, you'll say it is for self-determination. Yeah. It is for self-discovery mm -hmm. without hindrance. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Yeah. Jesus has set me free for this purpose, self-indulgence, self-determinism, acting without hindrance or restraint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like the the idea that freedom is that we can do whatever we want is... Um, is not a modern thing. That's not just a contemporary understanding. You see that through the history of humanity of uh, when we as a human um, determine right and wrong or good and bad based upon our own understanding or our own acceptance of what that is, how it just every time leads us down a path of destruction, chaos, brokenness, um, even death. So yes, it is a mo it's a modern thing, like in the way that we've interpreted it, but it's this is this is an all the time it's always been this pattern of when I think that freedom is that I get to do whatever I want, independent of authority or um dependence, <laughs> then it will cause um a broken effect. Yeah. So just, I don't know, it's something I've been more aware of as I've been studying the Bible this year of that pattern of like, wow, have I lived and have I taken even in my faith or in my Christian um, ideas, have I taken freedom to mean whatever I want? Because I really have to watch <laughs> watch out for that as a person who is independent through the roof on all the charts, um, who, you know, overvalues my wisdom at times, who, um, you know, think that I know what is right and wrong sometimes, but actually going, whoa, anytime that I am taking that on myself, then I'm, I'm living in a distorted reality of freedom and it is going to cause negative effects on me and the world around me. Like, what is the proper way for a believer to look at freedom? I think some ways, like, because at least in our context, we're in a very American style, you know, culture and mm -hmm. rights are very yeah. important. Yeah. And so if you view freedom, okay, I am free. And the biggest question is, well, because I am free, what are my rights? Mm -hmm. But I believe in the church, yeah. in a biblical sense, it's because... Because I am free, what is my responsibility? Mm -hmm. Which is very different. Are you using your freedom to actually bring freedom? Not only, like, uh, didn't you bring up the scripture verse about, like, don't use your freedom to go back to mm -hmm. the, that self, the bondage of slavery. Don't go back to the 
the old ways of thinking. Like, because you are free, love one another. Yeah, yeah. So think of it more as, because I am free, I actually have a responsibility versus what are my right Now, what are my rights that I have? Which is very different. When you are positioning yourself in Christ freedom, w- yes, we pray and we receive, but we're already in a position to receive the abundance of heaven when our freedom comes through what is biblical freedom. And I love the scripture in Galatians 5.13. It says, for you brothers were called to freedom, but do not use your freedom, basic Mm -hmm. saying, uh, as an opportunity for the flesh, rather serve one another, which means, (laughs) which you already used that scripture as a different version, but that we're not going to sin against another. We're not going to violate the law of God. And so when you think about it, uh, God's law is written in our hearts. And in Psalm 17, it says it's written in our hearts. And if his law is written in our hearts, we will not slip. We're not going to fail. We're not going to make mistakes. So it's going to cause us not to violate the laws, the structure, the rules, the systems of heaven. Why? Because it is the law of love. And I think that's so powerful even when you say, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger, they don't follow. So I make, a, I use my freedom to inquire of the Lord to ensure that the choices that I make align with the law of love. And then I'm in this amazing positioning. That's why I said in the very, very beginning that um, if if our freedom lines up with his freedom, then we're walking in a place where heaven is made manifested in our life. And it doesn't mean on planet Earth that everything is perfect, but you can feel when your thoughts agree with his. You can feel when your actions honor God. Mm -hmm. Because when you do the right thing, not just in your soul, but in the depths of your spirit, there is a sense of fulfillment that getting just what you want, when you want it, and how you want it will never, ever satisfy. Um, and, you know, anything that we are driven for ourselves will never truly satisfy. But when we're submitted uh, to his lordship in that type of freedom, you can feel it. You know it. I think what you just said is really key, and we've talked about it before in this podcast, but when you are submitted to the lordship mm-hmm. of Christ, so um, we've used the scripture a lot of times where the spirit of the Lord is, mm-hmm. there is liberty or freedom. So when we are, when we are under the Lordship, when we have submitted ourselves to him being Lord, not me doing what's right in my own eyes, not me determining right and wrong for myself, but me being submitted to his Lordship. And even as, you know, as Americans, that is a country founded on, you know, the American dream, doing it yourself, the self-made man, um, even opposition from authority. uh, Pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Doing things for ourselves, by ourselves, those type of mentalities is really difficult um, when you are talking about submitting to lordship. (laughs) Like that's like, the opposite of what what we think like um yeah 
Well, going back to what I was saying about that freedom comes with responsibility, if you go back to Galatians 5, 13 through 14, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. So this is what we're called to. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, so our freedom has an impact on those around us. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. So freedom cannot be without consequences. Mm. Going back to the, you know, the definitions, it was self-indulgence, unrestricted use of a thing. None of those definitions dealt with consequences. But whenever scripture talks about freedom, it always is attached with some type of consequence oh, or really responsibility. Good. Yeah. And one thing you've said already, uh, Joel, that huh. not we just often assume consequences mean something negative. But consequences oh, can be thing. very yeah. positive. And so when, you know, when we are submitted to his lordship, the consequences of that are beautiful. That's the place of reward. That's the place of fulfillment. That's a place of, you know, internal peace, peace that the world cannot give, peace that I cannot give myself, no matter how much I get what I want, it'll... Everything that we gain by the strength of our own arm, it feels good temporarily, <laughs> but it does not bring that satisfaction. Yeah. And, you know, I've lived on both sides of the fence uh, often, and you can feel no sense and experience the consequences of both those sides. Mm -hmm. and, and so... Really, if you think about it, if I can go back and say, okay, what is the nature of the Spirit of God? I mean, that's real freedom. Okay, so you go to the fruits of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. If I can just apply the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, meekness, temperance, faith, if I can apply those to my life and make a willful choice to yield to the nature and the character of the Spirit of God— that is freedom. Well, that's just it. That the passage we've all referenced, if you just keep reading it, yeah. it talks about how um, when you are submitted to the spirit of God, it directly opposes the spirit of, um, of the flesh. And then it just goes on and it says, if you follow, if you submit to the spirit of the flesh, you're going to do all of these things. And it lists a whole bunch of like nasty stuff, <laughs> like, um, Anger, disputes, dissension, jealousy, strife, uh, idolatry, sensuality, drunkenness. There's like a whole big list. So things you don't see in the church. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and it says, speaking of the consequences, it says, and those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Like, whoa, <laughs> that's a big statement. And, and then it goes and says, but the fruit of the spirit is. Um, what you just mentioned. And it says, now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the spirit, let us also walk by the spirit. So wow. there's consequences, there's effects of when we're actually living by, my, by the flesh, by the freedom of the flesh, um, then the effects are this and it creates these consequences and it looks like this. But when I'm submitted to the spirit of the Lord, then it produces these consequences, the fruit of the spirit, and it creates life. It's saying, and if you live by this, or if you submit to the spirit, 
if the spirit is your Lord, then live like the spirit is your Lord, Mm -hmm. which is going to produce liberty and freedom. When you said this one word, you were reading it, crucify. Yeah. That is a strong word. (laughs) It's not like, okay, go go without chocolate cake for an hour. No, I mean, (laughs) crucify is, I mean, that is death. That is dying to self and not one of us want to do it because we're striving for, you know, Western's mindset of freedom and like total autonomy. I don't, I don't want submission to any person or anything. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and you even think about the scripture, seek first the kingdom of God. And you use the word, the kingdom of God, you're not going to have the kingdom. What is the kingdom? It's the rule and the reign of God. And so when I do not crucify my flesh, it'll hinder God's rule, mm-hmm. God's authority to be made manifested in my life, his rule. And so his rule isn't a place of being a dictator. It is his place of protection. It's his place. If he is ruling in my life, then all the benefits of the kingdom uh, I have access to. Mm-hmm. But if I cut off his rule, I've cut off the access to the kingdom. And so if I don't crucify my will for his will, then I cut off the kingdom of God in my life. And so I never even thought of it that way until you said the word crucify. I said, That's really a heavy word, almost a scary word. Because how often do we really do that? Yeah. You know, I mean, on a deep, deep level. Yeah. I'm glad you pointed this out, Katie. You know, when I was saying the modern interpretation of what freedom is, but that's probably not so true. I think it's a human thing. (laughs) It's a human thing. It's been happening for thousands of years. Like hedonism is not a new thing. Uh, So... It's more of a dichotomy between how the world views Mm -hmm. freedom and what is true freedom through a biblical sense. And I think there's a flaw uh, in the worldly view of what freedom is. Like a lot of times people say, well, when I lived this way, I I could do whatever I want. Not according to scripture. Colossians 1, 13 through 14 for he has rescued us mm. <laughs> from the dominion. So mm. dominion it has this connotation of being enslaved yeah. to darkness. From the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sin. So think of it like this. Why is it called darkness? Because it blinds us. And it blinds us to the illusion that we are actually free. Yeah, wow. In Romans 6, 20, when you were slaves, there it is again. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. Oh, oh. In the New Living Translation, it says, when you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. Oh, my goodness. So in other words, you had no desire to conform to the will of God under darkness. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about freedom in the church, it's not freedom to do what your flesh feels. It's freedom to actually 
freedom to forgive. Yeah. Freedom to love. Freedom to have compassion on people that don't look and sound like you. Mm -hmm. So we have to really confront that idea of like, well, I was so free in this to do whatever I want. Actually, you were in darkness and you were enslaved to darkness. Yeah. And so I think that's an important distinction to make. And actually, if you read on in Romans 6, 21, but then what benefit did you get from the things of which you are now ashamed? None. <laughs> For the end of those things is death. Yeah, wow. Wow, that's pretty heavy and really good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just think it's important to point yeah. out that thing. Well, I could just do whatever I want. Well, yeah, you were enslaved to darkness. Mm -hmm. You were enslaved. Yeah. You were under the dominion of sin. That's and why Christ, the kingdom of God cannot be manifested in our life. That way the consequence isn't a kingdom consequence. So if we if we're living our lives for ourselves and we're going to God and say do this, do this, do this, I want the kingdom so that I can do more of what I want to do, I'm literally convoluting you know the kingdom of God and allowing the kingdom of darkness to have the dominion over me. Well, also think of it in this way. Remember how I said, like, okay, in the kingdom, freedom comes with responsibility. And that goes back to Romans 6.20. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. But because you're in the kingdom, mm -hmm. there is that element, there is that fact that now I surrender. Yeah. My own will yeah. to the will of the Father. Wow. I surrender to righteousness. I surrender to love. Yeah. Wow. Which can, in the good sense, there is a level of control there. Like, love doesn't give you the liberty to sin against someone else. Right. So there's that sense of restriction. Mm -hmm. But in that restriction yeah, comes is, freedom. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. One thing I love is that God has given us that autonomy to choose life or to choose death. So God values freedom in that he gave it to us. <laughs> uh, and we get to choose if we're going to remain under the quote unquote freedom of the flesh that leads to death. Or if, or if we're going to choose that narrow road, the one that's more restrictive, but leads to ultimate life and abundant life. Well, the reality is sin is restrictive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And love is restrictive. Yeah. So the question would be, would you rather be bound by offense and bitterness or by love that extends grace when it is inconvenient? Would you rather be bound by self-serving, self-preservation, self-promotion, or, or would you rather find rest in the will of the Father in total surrender? Both are restrictive, mm -hmm. but which one comes with life? Would you rather be bound to a lie or to the truth? Mm -hmm. 
Would you rather be bound to fear or to love? We know the wages of sin is death. So sin leads to bondage. But would you rather be bound to love Mm -hmm. or bound to sin, which leads to death? And when we're bound to sin, we're always striving yet never attaining. And that's where frustration and anger and all those things that you talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. Katie, the fruits of that. And as you were talking, Joel, I began to think about, oh my goodness, the more we live in worldly, you know, the enemy's definition is probably not even the world. It's the kingdom of darkness's definition of freedom. Then, you know, we are striving to get something we will never get. We use our quote-unquote freedom to take away someone else's. We abuse uh, others to benefit ourselves. We manipulate. We do all these things to try to get for ourselves. And we're not just under the domain of the enemy for ourselves, but we are harming other people in the process. You know, then we become instruments of injustice. Then we become those that are literally doing the works of darkness because we're trying to get our freedom and do what we want to do. And then instead of being uh, a vessel meet for the master's use, we are a vessel that the enemy is using. Which at, at times it can be under the guise of yeah. Religious freedom. Yeah. Or freedom in Christ. Yeah. So this is what happens when you talk about death for an hour before. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a heavier episode, guys. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I had some big aha revelation moments. I don't know if it's heavy. Like, yeah. Actually, if, if you don't if you want get to on hear the right it, heavy. Of it, yeah, if you get on the right side of it, it's really liberating. <laughs> like judgment is beautiful when you're under the submission of Christ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And my my favorite scripture, I have a few favorite, but this is my ultimate favorite, Micah 6, 8. I will show you, oh man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice love mercy, Mm -hmm. and walk humbly. And so if if I am aligning myself with the requirements of heaven, I am doing good. And how do I know when I am doing good, good in the eyes of God? I'm doing justice. You know, I'm taking my choices and my attitudes and my actions and using them for the good of others. I'm loving mercy. Like you all said, I'm not going to judge somebody for what I'm, I'm going to demonstrate mercy and I'm going to walk humbly. And I'm going to forgive when it's inconvenient. Right. And you think about what, what is humility. It's not exalting ourselves. Going back to the very, very first statement, it's not about doing what I want to do when I want to do it. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's, it's, you know, I'm walking in a humility And I mean, it just shows that we all have a lot of work to do, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, 
a lot of, you know, mindset shifts, you know, because what do we say? Well, you gotta, you gotta do what you feel. You gotta do what makes you happy. You gotta, you know, we say this in church all the time. Well, it's okay, you know, you know, and, and I'm not here to judge anyone, but it's like we support the world's definition of freedom, and we don't do it on purpose. We're just trying to be compassionate when in actuality we're supporting people or supporting our own choices out of a false definition of freedom. I stated this before, and not that we have to go into it, but I think there's a big difference between making a judgment and being judgmental. Yes, yes. Like you said, we shouldn't judge. I think we should judge. <laughs> I don't think we should be judgmental. Right. Like if there was something in my life and Katie saw it as a friend, as a brother, sister in Christ, she used to say, you're being a little like funky right now. Like, <laughs> like I could be all bent out of shape and say, oh, or, you yeah. know, you're judging me. And that, like... Well, that's what a good, healthy community does. Well, and that goes back to the restriction of freedom. Yeah. Of when you say that you are in the family of God, then you are restricted to. <laughs> and that's the why I was saying, God. like, uh, the the world's view of freedom yeah. is under like the disguise of what it's not. It's not true biblical freedom if we bring that interpretation into the church. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you should judge. I don't think you should be judgmental with the at, an attitude of, but in relationship, you can, you know, call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're wrong too. Like that's where the dialogue can come in, mm-hmm. you know? Because we, well, we spend our life uh, being conformed into the image of Christ, right? Uh, embracing the mind of Christ. Uh, So we spend our lives renewing our mind, correct? So if our mind needs to be renewed, that means there are some thoughts, there's some ways that we're functioning in that might not align fully, not just with the definition of biblical freedom, but how many other words are we giving false definitions to? And so it's just... uh, I think that's it's a lifelong just it. process. Like how we redefine things for ourselves. Like, I just always go back to like Adam and Eve, but mm. she saw that the fruit was beautiful, which it was. She saw that it was good, which it was. God already said that it was. And she saw that it was good to make her wise, which she already was. Mm. But she she saw that that she could be wise apart from God. Mm-hmm. Like, so she took that for herself. So she redefined what wisdom was going to be based upon what, what she took for herself. So like, if God is the author of freedom, I don't want to redefine what that is. According to myself, I want to look at what that looks like for him because he created us to be free agents (laughs) according to his definition of freedom. So what does that look like? And not twisting it and not perverting it and not taking it to build myself up. But how do I live in freedom? Because he created us to co-rule with him. 
So I have to know what rulership looks like in his eyes. And rulership, that's freedom. That's not oppression. That's not suppression. That's not injustice. That's true freedom. So how do I rule and reign in the way that he defines that? And I, I just love, well, often like the human propensity will always be to elevate ourselves and to put others down. So when we, when he commanded us to have dominion, our perverted definition of that is that I am elevated above. And that's what the enemy has always done is tried to elevate us above. But that's not the definition of, of dominion according to God, because God who has ultimate dominion and ultimate authority, the, the Psalms speak about it like in a, in a poetic way of like the, the globe being set on these pillars and he keeps it from falling off. <laughs> like, like in this way that he, he takes his ultimate dominion, authority, power, freedom, and by his love, he keeps things going in a beautiful way. So then for me, how do I take what I've been given and keep things moving in a beautiful, productive, fruitful, abundant way? So like, it's just like learning what does it actually look like for me to be an agent of freedom as he is an agent of freedom. Hopefully that's making some kind of sense. <laughs> it sure is. It's good. <laughs> like not, not just in the freedom to like, well, yes, I'm restricted in freedom, but like I, I freedom is so expansive and so big that how can I the, the concepts of love and of um, justice and the things that are the heart of God, the character of God, like how do I keep that, that world perpetuating in, in my choices and in my relationships and in my life? As you were talking, one, one word that's really valuable to me is trust. Mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, our God loves us, period, because love comes from his character. Mm-hmm. But he is looking for those that he can trust. And so what would cause God to trust us? And I think it's everything we've just talked about today. And the things that you just said, Katie, are so powerful because if I can if I can walk in uh his freedom in his dominion in his rulership and actually make my choices from that place i will not just be loved because i'm loved no matter what but he will be able to trust me and what what do we receive you think of the master in the parable of the talents the one that he could entrust to he gave so much more. I think that's a better word. What can God entrust in us? And we don't need to talk, but I don't know if God has the same sense of trusting a human because he knows. So what is entrusted in what? I'm sorry. Oh, using the word <laughs> using the word interest rather than trust. Yeah, what can yeah, God entrust sense, into sure. us? Because, yeah, because if... If I knew exactly what someone would do, there's not an element of trust. I know what they'll do, if that makes sense. Right. 
But like, I'm not correcting. I'm, yeah. just, no, totally. I'm just processing yeah. uh, no, through I, and I the And I think statement. that's good. So maybe for me, it's like uh, me becoming trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And so if I become trustworthy, be on us he versus can him. trust us. Yeah. Yes. I, in fact, I think that's very good that you brought that up because that's which, a, like, if he if he loves and I allow myself, like, if I trust him, if I trust his love like really trust his love that then I will become that love. I become then an image of that love. And, and that's what I think, you know, I was trying, I was getting to of like, yeah, it's that dependency on what he has done, what he is, his character, his nature, what he's given to us. It's that dependence and that trust in that that then creates those things in me. And I get to live that pure expression of, his image and likeness and demonstrate that like true freedom, not just in my life, but then in the world around me. That's good. So I guess what we're saying is freedom is not unrestricted use of like just doing what, (laughs) do whatever you want, do whatever you want. I just want to reiterate the one point that I made. It's like sin produces bondage and, True freedom has an element of being a bond servant, yeah, being bonded to our master. So it just depends on what you want to be binding in your life. One leads to life, mm-hmm. one leads to death. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus said, I've come to give life and life more abundantly. Both can be restrictive, both are restrictive, but one leads to life. Yeah, and I think, um, I don't know, I just want to mention like the grace element here because if like hearing that, if you go, well, I just have to be a better person and say no and like strong arm my way out of darkness or bondage, to try to do that on your own strength, I think is a futile effort. <laughs> um, well, what was the verse that we read earlier? Colossians 1, 13 through 14 for he, speaking yeah. of Christ, he has rescued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rescued. Mm-hmm. He did it for us. Yeah. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's only through him that yeah. you're actually going to achieve <laughs> the ability <laughs> to, to step into that freedom that he has offered us. It's a narrow gate, but he's made it so accessible <laughs> through Jesus. Actually, I was in a worship service yesterday, and in that worship service, I heard three words, and the first word was rescue. So when you said that, it's you just, heard it was three like three words from God or from yeah, the from the Lord from okay. the, the yeah, it just rose up in my spirit, and and the first word was rescue, and he goes, "I've rescued." you out of darkness and brought you into light. And it was just all rescued you from hopelessness into, you know, and, you know, the, uh, those things. So it was rescue. And then the next word was restoration. When we are rescued, then all that has been stolen from us is restored. And as that's restored, then the third word was uh, restitution. And that's so much more than what was stolen. So this isn't 
as we go through this whole thing today, I mean, I was having aha moments, especially <laughs> as Joel was preaching over there that, oh my gosh, this is so heavy. But in actuality, it's really so beautiful because he has rescued us yeah. from that. He's rescued us from those ways. That, and from that place of rescue, he is uh, restoring everything that's been lost, but he's also bringing restitution, so much more being restored back to us than what was stolen. So it's really a very hopeful thing. It's a, it's one of those things that in that place of recognizing we are so loved that he rescued us, that the end result of functioning in that place is so much more uh, than we ever dreamed, thought, or imagined. And so that's where the grace, that's where the Holy Spirit is. And that's, those were three words that God just spoke to me yesterday that went many different directions. So when you use the word rescue, I thought, oh my gosh, this fits so perfect to today. <laughs> so it's not quite so heavy, but sometimes truth can sit heavy on our soul, right? So we can process it. I think freedom is a heavy weight. Mm. Like... I don't know if there's a, a a quote or something, but like heavy is the the crown of freedom or something like that. Like the weight of freedom is, like true freedom is heavy. It is um, heavy in the sense of not bondage, but heavy in the sense of like responsibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With great power comes great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. So, Katie, when you were talking, I got a lot of stuff out of that, too. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I know. She, she, you are the world to her. <laughs> He's all, when Joel was talking, man, it was just so good. No, I mean, he said things I, I know, never, just, ever heard before. If you, but like, listen back, there is a theme. <laughs> oh, is there? Well, he does say things that's, like, I blows my you. mind. <laughs> I understand when Katie said some things, I thought they were really good, too. I don't feel any kind of way. <laughs> so let's tackle the big question. How does this freedom relate to the Second Amendment? <laughs> That's what people are here for. Oh, Joe. <laughs> that was an insight. So we, we went from this amazing wisdom to this sarcastic comment. We needed it. There was a reason he said that, but I'm not going to expose why. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I wasn't privy to that little joke. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was ready to go into a little bit more, like, um, American direction, but I wasn't going to lead it there. Unless... Well, we're 51. <laughs> we're... Yeah, we don't yeah, need I to. Yeah, I had a little bit on the government <laughs> on there, too. and uh, The government? Yeah. I think my soapbox <laughs> is just always, like, you know, when you have that freedom, you don't get to use it. You don't get to wield that sword in your own way. So like, just as Americans, we just tout that freedom. So like, like it's ours and I can do what I want to do with it. And um, like fighting for freedom, standing up for freedom. And there are elements of that, that yeah, yes. But also in a way of like, you, we don't get to use that freedom to violate the the kingdom we don't get to as a, our american freedom should not ever violate oppress or oppose our freedom in the kingdom of god 
So Well, since we're going there, I'll just go there too. <laughs> oh, you were there too. Well, I mean, okay, this is when it comes to policy, when we're talking about politics, and it's going to be short and sweet, and you can – it will be very uh, unclear when I say this so that <laughs> it will – but anyways. i rather err on the side of freedom than security. So mm-hmm. my point in that is – God created this perfect environment and he put the thing in the middle of it that could ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that my my point is I prefer freedom over control, but I recognize that we live in a fallen world and obviously there needs to be guardrails, mm-hmm. right? But I realize obvious is not always so obvious <laughs> and common sense isn't always so common. I'll leave it at that. So it's clear as mud. Yeah, it's clear as mud. Exactly. But for me, it's like I'd rather err on the side of freedom than than uh, control or even security. But, you know, hey. Yeah. I think it, like to get in the weeds is kind of pointless, but I just always try to go back to like, okay, when I'm having these conversations, when things are getting like nitty gritty of like me as an American citizen or all rights and laws and policies and all these things, just trying to go back to like, okay, am I worshiping America right now? Am I worshiping my citizenship right now? Am I worshiping my rights right now? Or like, am I putting another God before him? Those type of things. So it's not like it's an obvious and like answer or an easy thing, but just always trying to like go back to like, Am I operating as a citizen of heaven while I'm operating as a citizen of this country? <laughs> like, Well, in that sense, I would say while I have the rights and the freedom that this country offers, mm-hmm. I'm going to use it for what I feel is will propel the kingdom of God. Not that I have the power to pro- propel the kingdom of God forward, but like a partner with the kingdom of God to have it established here on, on yeah. earth. I just am also aware that like my understanding of the, the right way to do that and my brother's understanding of the way to yeah, do that yeah, look exactly. really different. And so I have to just be like, well, one of us is wrong. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> So how do I relate to my brother who doesn't, who doesn't see things the same way? Or like, do I have the humility to approach that with like, God, I don't know what the right answer is. Or it's just those things of keeping things, keeping myself in check in the midst of those. And for me, things. like, I think we have to be able to learn to live with people that aren't in agreement. Yes. And I find where I struggle with some people is like, if you don't agree with them, they can't just do life with you. And yeah. that's on them. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. Um, so that's where I think, like, I think I, I try to shy away from talking about this stuff. I mean, I have opinions about it, but, um, yeah. So, yeah. Love your neighbor as yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the law of love. Yeah. Do you have anything to say, mom? No, I won't <laughs> get into my topic here. <laughs> All, all the fans are like, well, please, we need to know your yeah, perspective. Right. <laughs> People probably are like chomping at the bit. Like, would you actually say what you think instead of skirting around? <laughs> we don't want to. I so. did. <laughs> I did say I err on the side of freedom. Yeah. Like you said, clear as mud. <laughs> and I think God 
how can I put this? <laughs> like in the garden, like perfect environment, but he created being beings that were free to choose. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, it, yeah. Yeah. How can I <laughs> articulate? <laughs> but yeah, I believe in freedom and that's what this podcast is about. <laughs> the freedom of the spirit, the freedom of the Lord. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I'm looking at my notes and it says, please drink responsibly. So I'm not really <laughs> sure where, where you were going oh, with that. Yeah. It was just talking about misusing freedom. Oh. Like you have the freedom to drink and you also have the responsibility to do it responsibly. I guess it's so how you interpret like, scripture on that one too. Oh gosh. Yeah. The point was, yeah, I the point was with freedom comes responsibility, which we have hammered in. So we will, we can let it go. With that, well, any closing remarks? No. Why don't you lead us out or <laughs> lead us in a prayer? I'm like, well, okay, I don't know. <laughs> um, so he's saying, would you do, would you tell the people to like and subscribe our to our podcast? Uh, make sure you're following us on whatever platform you use, Spotify, uh, Google. Apple Podcasts. Um, it helps us to uh, see where you're listening. And um, there is a link in the show notes. If you if you want to throw a couple dollars our way, it all goes to the ministry. Um, but you are able to do that there right in I the show I thought we already notes. established where the money goes. Goes right into the ministry. Your shopping habit yeah, right. and mom's drug no. habit. <laughs> Mom, <yeah. laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, she had her mic away from her, and then she pulled it back. She's, She's like, like Wait, I, I might, might have to, to defend, defend myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. when you said, oh, about closing in prayer, I thought of my grandma. I was like, oh, when she closes in prayer, we're praying <laughs> for senators, time. and we're praying for... Uh, uh, There's a family in the church that when her kids were young and they were going to pray for dinner, they were like, anyone else pray except for mom because <laughs> we're hungry and we don't want the food to get cold. I'm like on the to total opposite end of it. Lord, thank you for the hands that prepared this. May it bring nourishment to our bodies. The standard. Amen. The standard food prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, bless y'all. We love you. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Life Exchange. We'll be back next week with more conversation on topics of life and leadership. Until next time, be sure to check out our website at givinglight.org, where you can learn more about our church and access loads of resources to help you grow in your walk with God and people. If you like what you heard today, we'd be grateful if you would leave a five-star review and share with your friends. Be blessed. Remember to shine your light and have a great week. Thank you.